Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, December 21st. On this day in 1988, Pan Am Flight 103 exploded over Lockerbie, Scotland, because of a terrorist bombing. Years later, in 2003, Libya's government accepted responsibility for the explosion and later agreed to compensate the families of the victims. Just this month, the Libyan man accused of being involved in making the bomb was taken into U.S. custody. On this date, back in 1864, during the Civil War, General William Sherman captured Savannah, Georgia, during his march to the sea. Savannah surrendered, ending Sherman's 37-day campaign on the South. Back in 1937, on this date, a classic animated Disney movie premiered based on a German fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm. The movie features the story of a young princess fleeing her wicked stepmother. She teams up with seven minors and is ultimately saved by true love's kiss. Can you guess which movie? I'll have that answer coming up. But now let's have a look at our Wednesday forecast at the First Alert Weather Center. Staying chilly as we head into our forecast for this Wednesday, middle of the week, also closer to the holiday weekend, Christmas weekend just around the corner. It will stay cool, though, once again. Not as wet as what we saw on Tuesday, but still tracking the chance of a few scattered showers throughout the day. Highs staying in the 40s to low 50s. Overnight lows not as bad as last night. Overnight lows in the 40s as we head throughout the rest of the week. Things get very cold Friday night into Saturday. Highs in the 30s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Lowcountry's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Here are your headlines this morning. After a 10-month investigation, the Charleston Fire Department says they still don't know the cause of the Palms apartment fire. The February 7th fire in West Ashley destroyed five buildings and severely damaged two others. Now 179 people were without a home after the fire. Fortunately, there were no injuries or deaths. Investigators from the Charleston Fire Marshal Division, Charleston Police Department, and the local ATF field office worked through the investigation. They say they were able to determine where the fire originated, but not the specific cause. That investigation continues, and authorities encourage anyone with information on the fire to contact Charleston Police, the Charleston Fire Department, or their local ATF field office. Officials with the North Charleston Fire Department say eight adults are without a home after a house fire. Fire officials were called to Weco Street just after 8 o'clock yesterday morning. When they got there, they saw heavy smoke coming from the home. They say three puppies did not survive that fire, but six dogs and four puppies did make it out. The Red Cross is helping those who are displaced by the fire. The cause of the fire is under investigation. The Dorchester County Sheriff's Office says they've made an arrest in connection to a November 2020 deadly shooting. 21-year-old Trayvon Drayton Faber is charged with murder. 
Deputies were called to the 500 block of Orangeburg Road in 2020 for reports of a shooting at Haven Oaks Apartments. Once on that scene, deputies say they found an 18-year-old who had been shot and killed. An affidavit from the Dorchester County Sheriff's Office indicates that the gun used to kill Taiwan Washington was forensically tied to that suspect. According to jail records, Drayton Faber had already been in custody at the Charleston County Jail for a previous murder case. In 2019, Drayton Faber and two others were charged with attempted murder, among other charges. Deputies say Drayton Faber's bond has been denied. Officials with the State Department of Corrections say an officer was assaulted by an inmate in a housing unit at Lee Correctional Institution. That's in Bishopville, which is just west of Florence. Officials say Monday night the officer was punched in the face, pushed down a flight of stairs, and stomped on the head. The officer is being treated at a hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. Officials tell us during the attack, two inmates stepped in to help the officer. One grabbed the attacker and another pulled the officer to safety and called for help. They say the inmate who attacked the officer was moved to another prison and is awaiting new charges. A man has been arrested for an aggravated assault that took place on December the 4th. Now, according to authorities, the victim told police he had been in the car with the suspect, who's now been identified as Roderick Green. Police say Green held that victim at gunpoint, told him he was going to rob him and his dad. The victim escaped the vehicle, ran for help. Authorities tell us Green followed that victim onto the porch, began to stab him and hit him in the face. Police say Green was arrested after a street surveillance camera captured that entire assault. The case has now been taken over by the Criminal Investigation Division. Prosecutors will not seek the death penalty for former Lowcountry attorney Alec Murdoch. Instead, South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson says the state is seeking life in prison. In a statement, prosecutors say after carefully reviewing the case, they've decided to seek life without parole for Murdoch, but they didn't give any other information, citing the pending case at hand. Murdoch is facing multiple charges in connection with the shooting deaths of his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul, who were found dead at the family's hunting property in Colleton County back in June of 2021. Murdoch's defense team says he was not at the property when the shootings happened. However, the state has charged Murdoch with two counts of murder and two counts of possession of a weapon during a violent crime. The murder trial starts on January 23rd. Murdoch's defense team quickly responded in their own statement saying they're not surprised but welcome the decision. They say that they're now on track to begin the trial as scheduled on January 23rd, saying, quote, they look forward to evidence and not leaks determining the outcome. An ethics complaint made against Lowcountry attorney David Ayler was officially dismissed in federal court. In documents filed Monday, the U.S. acknowledges uh, Ayler accidentally violated the court's standing discovery rules. It all stems from a case surrounding one of Ayler's clients who was indicted on several drug trafficking charges in February. The court later limited the publishing of certain materials to defendants in the case. Ayler acknowledged he was aware of this but failed to make sure it was observed by his employees. In August, it was admitted that Ayler's investigator arranged to give his client some sensitive information, a violation of the court's order. The U.S. acknowledges and agrees that Ayler's violation was not willful and have decided not to punish Ayler or his firm. A nonprofit based out of North Charleston has received more than $2 million from the United Nations to continue providing clean water to Ukraine. 
President and CEO George Green says they've been supporting the Ukraine war effort since it started. So far, Water Mission says they've distributed 10,000 hygiene kits and millions of water purification packets, each capable of treating up to 10 liters of fresh water. The nonprofit has also around 40 water treatment systems in place in the southeastern part of the country. Officials with Water Mission say they're excited to receive this grant. They say they don't see an end in sight as far as helping those in need in Ukraine. Christmas is just days away, and while opening gifts and visiting with family is exciting, there are some holiday hazards you need to be aware of. Yeah, officials with MUSC, they say choking hazards are the biggest concern for kids, and there are a few hazards adults should also be thinking about as well. Our Lauren Quinlan joining us live now, and Lauren, tell us a little bit more about these hazards and what we need to know so we can avoid the emergency room. Good morning. Good morning. MUSC officials say water beads are high on their radar this year because when kids swallow them, they can cause serious health issues and lead to hospitalization. If you take a look at the labels on a given toy, you'll often see there will be an age recommendation. Mary Beth Vassy with MUSC says these age ranges have been studied to best protect children from having access to small toys or batteries that if ingested can cause an intestinal blockage leading to a hospital visit. Vassie says this is one of the leading emergency room visits around the holidays, but it can be prevented with extensive supervision. All it takes is you looking down at your phone or you looking away to see what the dog's barking at for a child to ride their bike out into the street or for a child to grab a piece of a toy that was broken off and swallow it. Vassy says with adults, toys aren't the biggest concern, but what happens in the kitchen is. She says it's easy to get distracted near a hot pot of water or oil, for example, when kids are running around and music is playing. It's best to limit all distractions in the kitchen, keep away from fireplaces, and be careful where you place an open flame. MUSC officials want to remind the community to be mindful this holiday weekend because accidents can happen in the blink of an eye. Reporting for Live 5 News, I'm Lauren Quinlan. A Lowcountry advocacy group is calling for officials to add a bike lane to King Street in downtown Charleston. This comes after the street was ranked within the state's top 10 most dangerous roadways for vulnerable users like bicyclists and pedestrians. Molly McBride spoke with the group about why they think a bike lane is so important and joins us live now. Molly. Yeah, good morning. Charleston Moves, which is a low country nonprofit, is encouraging bicyclists and other pedestrians to sign a petition to add a buffered bike lane here on King Street. I spoke to Katie Zimmerman, the executive director of Charleston Moves, who tells me folks often ask them why King Street can't be safer for pedestrians. And Zimmerman says, based on crash data, the current road layout isn't safe for drivers either. According to that data from SCDOT's road safety audits, the majority of crashes along King Street are side swipes. To improve road safety, Zimmerman says Charleston Moves would like to see a buffered bike lane, bike-friendly grates, a resurfaced road, and plenty of room for bikers and pedestrians at intersections. And now is more important than ever for these improvements. The Lowcountry Rapid Transit System will be running down Meeting Street and Calhoun Street, which Zimmerman expects to cause more and more bicyclists to begin relying on King Street. I think the more protected bike lanes we can have 
where it makes sense, you know, where the road can can fit it, where it makes sense for traffic patterns, where it's contextually appropriate. I think that's a really wonderful thing. And it's going to help folks, um, not just, you know, in the immediate term, but thinking out long term, we really need to be providing this space for, for folks to be safe. For more information about SCDOT's safety audit, head over to live5news.com and click on this web story. Reporting live on King Street, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Earlier I mentioned a beloved Disney film where a princess is awakened by true love's kiss. That movie, Snow White. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Jane Fonda turns 85, actor Samuel L. Jackson turns 74, comedian and actor Ray Romano turns 65, and actor Kiefer Sutherland turns 56. Thanks for starting your Wednesday with us here at Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.